Welcome to Entering Storybrooke, a Once Upon a Time podcast. Where we rewatch and analyze the ABC show. Before we begin, our podcast artwork was designed by Nickel Anarchy. And our theme song was created by Taylor Paisley French. Be aware, this podcast contains spoilers for the Once Upon a Time series. Welcome to Entering Storybrooke, a Once Upon a Time rewatch and analysis podcast. You're joined today by two people who've been shot, fell through the town line, and forgotten who they are, and now they've been cursed to believe they're adult podcasters. Uh, those two people are me, Darian, and also Fran. Hi. And today we're looking at Season 2, Episode 11, The Outsider. It premiered on January 13th, 2013. It was directed by David Solomon and written by Edward Kitsies, Adam Horowitz, and Andrew Chambliss. Robert's not here, so notably on this day, Zero Dark Thirty was the top movie at the box office, Locked Out of Heaven by Bruno Mars with the top on the charts, and for some reason, it wouldn't let them look up what children's chapter book was on the... Oh, wait, they found it! Uh, it was the... For some reason, the New York Times... So in... Sorry, it's just a sudden abrupt all caps. I didn't read over this. Okay, so apparently in December 2012, New York Times discontinued the children's chapter book list. I don't know what Robert's going to do about that, but that's the information I have on hand for you yeah. today, dear listener. I'm going to go with, they'll probably just have to do just the general New York Times bestseller, just like the non-kid ones. But they do have uh, a children's book list, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. So what's the difference between that and a chapter one? Is it just picture books? I don't think so, because Percy Jackson's on it all the time. Oh, uh, yeah, so... We'll have Weird. to write. We'll, you know, we'll figure it out. That's a question for for later on. Yeah, yeah. For the time being, Fran, would you like to give us a quick sixty second synopsis about the episode? I can give it a shot. Hell um, yeah! I will just say to anyone listening. By the way, I apologize if I cough halfway through because I'm very sick. <laughs> yep, yep. I get that. All right, ready? I'm gonna torture you though, and go. Um, so, uh, Belle and Rumple are having some times. He's figured out a potion to get them across, well, get himself across the line by using Smee as a guinea pig. Um, it worked and now he's going to be able to cross town lines, but only he can do it because he's only got enough left potion for himself. Uh, Hook is about and he steals the shawl, which is what Rumple was going to use to get across the lines. Belle is the one who then tries to find Hook. She finds Hook and she finds the ship because she's a badass. Um, but then she does stupid things and yeah. it kind of goes okay, but then kind of doesn't. There's a lot of fuckery that goes on with that. Um, in the meantime, with the Charmings, uh, there's like a funeral. The funeral's weird. The Charmings mm -hmm. are being the Charmings, unfortunately. Um, they're looking for their own place because apparently that's a priority right now. Um and Henry is sad. Uh, then Henry decides to build an armory. And then Archie reappears because Belle helped rescue him. And then and Henry's like, it's fine. Oh, and then Belle gets shot. <laughs> and then Belle gets shot. Yeah. <laughs> this episode. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think that's the summary of this episode. Just, ah. No, yeah. That was a great summary, <laughs> friend. Uh, no, I meant like. Oh, I meant, Fran, sorry, I meant for the episode yeah. as a whole. Oh, yeah. I don't like this yeah. episode. <laughs> I was going to ask, Fran, do you like this episode? Because I don't think I, I do either. No, there's like one part about it that I like. And it's mm -hmm. like the hook Rumple bell drama. Because mm -hmm. bits and... I mean, I don't like all of it. But I like bits and pieces. It's basically like yes. the, the end of the episode. is kind of the only bit I like. Yeah, no, I I like... I like that we get a bell-focused episode. They they just, I 
okay, they try to make Belle seem like a badass, but then they just don't follow through and let her actually do cool shit. Yeah, there's a lot of her yelling at Rumpel, like, no, stop, you're hurting him. Well, not those exact words. But yeah, like, at the end, when she gets the shawl back, shawl back from... Uh, hook and she's trying to get off the ship and oh shoot yeah that didn't work out so well but Rumple shows up at the last minute that's cool I love that and he's angry so he starts like he attacks and starts beating on Hook with his cane because Hook literally can't do anything against Rumpelstiltskin also he's trying to like it's weird that he doesn't draw his sword and try to fight him but he's like I think he just wants Hook to Rumple to kill him right? I, th- I think that's the case but also I kind of think he thinks with Belle there, he's hearing Belle yelling, stop, don't do it. And has heard previously her saying, I can see the good in him. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's thinking if Rumple either kills him or beats him with an inch of his life, mm-hmm. maybe he'll lose the last person he has because he's showing the actual darkness that is him. Yeah, I think so. But at the end, when he like shoots Belle and is like, hey, she's gone, she'll never remember you. And he's like, do your worst, kill me. I think he really is just trying to get Rumpelstiltskin to kill him. Oh yeah, the Which end part definitely. Like, maybe yeah, a bit like on the boat. Yeah, point. maybe it's just a, maybe it probably is a suicide mission. His whole thing is like, I need to break this man, mm-hmm. and then I'll be happy. Yeah, and like, then I, I wa- and then I can go be with Mila. <laughs> yeah, I want to be I want to be reunited with Mila and Death because I have nothing really to live for except for hurting Rumpelstiltskin, and I want to do both those things, and I bet I could do both those things at the same time. And honestly, I do respect someone who's going to like streamline their business process, like their workflow, like Hook is attempting to do. Um, yeah. Belle doesn't even try to get in, like, grab the, like, physically stop Rumple when he's attacking Hook. She's like, no, stop. Like, she doesn't get in the way. She doesn't do anything because their whole relationship is so hung up on Belle being like, I believe he's good and I'm always going to give him the chance to show it because I'll just be here reminding him he has that good in him. Never mind that he lied about me. He kind of lied to me and didn't tell me he killed his ex-wife, his former wife, like, maybe 25 minutes ago. I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, the whole thing is really messed up. Like, this episode has kind of made mm-hmm. me dislike Belle. Yeah. Which is weird. Because, like, I remember liking Belle, but then mm-hmm. watching this one, I was like, oh, she kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, I think, what it is, I think what it is, is I have never sat down and re-watched Once Upon a Time. I, ha- I watched it all as the episodes were coming out. Like, that was my experience. So all of my opinions of these characters and feelings about them were completely in the moment what was happening and what had happened up to this point but now upon this like really thorough rewatch in which they're actually going in and like analyzing and thinking about the show as a whole as these things are happening i just know that it doesn't pay off ever in any meaningful satisfying way like bell will continue to be exactly this for we're in season two there's five more seasons until they kind of do the wrap up of her and then get rid of her. Like that's what we get from Belle for five more seasons is I believe he can be good. I still see the good in him. I will do nothing to try to advance my own character. And that's not Belle's fault. That's some like shoddy ass writing. Like the thing like at the top when Rumpel reveals that he can go across the town line and Belle is like, can I come with you? And that's, I want to believe that for Belle, that's not just a, I want to be with my man and support him on this personal quest. That's tapping into her whole, I want adventure in the great wide somewhere, right? Like Love the, that. <laughs> the actual nature of Belle as a character 
is this woman who wanted more than the lot that others thought she should have or that she was being given and and went out there and and found it and and it sucks that the writers just said no from the get-go nope there's not enough potion for bell nope it's just gonna be rumple he has to go alone this is his personal quest bullshit no, yeah. she should go with him. That should have been the fucking plan. The plan should have been Belle's going to come with Rumple. They're going to do this together. Like, if you want to advance Belle as a character or make us believe in this relationship in any meaningful way, you can't just show us they go on picnics off screen like we've been talking about. They get, like, they have hamburgers at Granny's Diner off screen. Like, no. Then Belle should have, the plan should have been Belle's going to go with Rumple. They're going to go together. Isn't this going to be amazing? And, like, no, that's not what's going to happen. That's not what happens for plot reasons. But also it's like, it just, and then at the end of the episode when Rumple works, the sh- steps over and the shawl works, the magic works, he's like, I wish you were coming with me. And then suddenly she's like, I don't. I want to be here for you when you get back. Ugh. I'm just going to sit by the window and wait and wonder when my man will return from war. What the oh, fuck happened? She thinks she's Snow White. Someday my prince will come. It's so I- weird. Yeah. I really, they really, and the whole thing is this episode then tries to make you think that Belle is this grand adventurer who's yes. like really cool. And I'm like, this lady got nearly drowned by the team of men she was with because she fucked up in one area. Like, we're not seeing her being, you know, no. cool. Like, she can read an old book. Well, she's reading okay. Mandarin. Is she? Oh, wow. Oh, it's, and, yeah, it's oh my- Chinese. Yeah, she's reading Mandarin Chinese. That makes me so much more uncomfortable <laughs> to know that's the case, considering Mulan. <laughs> yes, no, it is... Okay, I'm... Belle being able to... It's also weird that she says, I can translate it. I don't I don't know why that feels weird when you're talking about an... Act. You do translate other languages. I don't know why she says, I can translate it, rather than just, I can read it. Why it makes it feel more like mythical magical other like she's translating like runes from like a made-up magic cryptic language and not mandarin chinese um but okay i'm fine with Belle being able to do that i feel like that's in line with her she always loved books and if she as a child and she was like well off royal like had the would have had the privilege to learn and be educated because that would make her more articulate lady to have conversations with her husband and entertain him whatever she loves books. She loves adventure. If as a child she learned there are more stories that are withheld from me because I don't speak this language, fuck that. I'm going to learn this language. I'm into yeah. that. What's weird is when she meets up with Mulan, who doesn't have this book, so she's been tracking the beast. Totally. Yeah, obviously, Mulan's tracking the monster. I love that. And she's and Belle's like, I have this book. And Mulan doesn't just take the book from her. She can read the book. Unless it's, uh, again, maybe, I mean, maybe it's just, well, there's like a bunch of languages in China, right? I'm sorry. Yeah, right? This is correct. Yeah. Well, it very two, well just... there's Cantonese and Mandarin, and then like dialect sort of thing. Yes. So it's, it's like, and then like some of the indigenous um, yeah. areas of China have slightly yeah. different language. But yeah, but like Mulan, but it's, it's Mulan. would be speaking it's, Mandarin. It's Mandarin. Like, yeah. They, yeah. They even established that. The the Yaoguai at the end is writing in Mandarin, like in the subtitles. Yeah. It says it's Mandarin, which, okay, let's talk about that since we're already on this fucking train. So we find out it's Prince Philip. I who, hate it. I hate it so much. This is how Mulan and Philip ended up as a team. Yeah. And it makes Mulan and Philip's relationship all the more weird since Belle is the one that 
like saved him, <laughs> saved him, cornered him, light, lit out the fire. So I guess he was finally able to communicate. Uh, we find out that the sorceress Maleficent, not a sorceress, she's a fairy, cursed him. And he could not commune. No one could understand him and tell you. Hey, why is Philip writing in Mandarin? Uh, I mean, the yeah. Yeah, I'm actually just wondering, like, is the creature that Prince Philip was turned in, is it, I'm intrigued if, it, if it's a creature from Chinese mythology or Chinese folklore. Yeah, it's Yao Guai. It's, oh, it, it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep, that's the idea. So that's why the book is in oh. Mandarin. That's why she's able to use it, because it... Why? Why? Why is he writing in Mandarin? He is not Mandarin. He is not. No. Why did... Yeah. From a different area, like... And also, why did Maleficent turn him into a Chinese? Okay. Also, why is Mulan there? Where are yeah. they? Yeah, where are they? Why? Mulan says she's trying to protect her village. Yeah, but then the village would be able to read it. Yeah. Because what is happening here right now? Fucking. What's the point of time writers? Why? <laughs> and then why? setting aside all that. Mulan doesn't go because she's injured. She's fine, right? Like, she's hurt. She got cut when she saved Mulan, uh, Belle. But, like, you could do it. Go, okay, I don't know. And then that's what she... It's weird that now Mulan is in love with Philip, and that's how they started their great quest together, when she wasn't even there to help break... I, I think they could have had Mulan and Belle, like, tag team together. Mulan's, like, fighting and distracting, and Belle's, like, running around. Like, you... Okay, Okay, here's what I just realized. The, the writers of Once Upon a Time believe that there's only one way for a character to be useful and that self-sufficient, and that is if they are a warrior or a fighter. They have no concept of a character who is useful while being support class. Yeah, honestly, that is the vibe. Because, like, I can't think of... I can think of one character, actually, mm -hmm. um, that is, like, the support class. And they're a character... That is boring. And that is Anna from the Frozen Arc season. Yeah, yeah. And even then, she's kind of not technically support class because she does have fighting moments. Yeah, it's more like, I think it would have been cool if Mulan was fighting the, the Yao Guai, the beast, and then Belle is, like, coming up with the plan for, like, oh, dodge left, jump back, and then she knocks the water onto it. Like, yeah. I think it would have been more impressive if they tag team together. Yeah. And then here, the beast starts writing, and then it, and Belle admits, she's like, I actually don't know this language. And maybe it's Cantonese and Moonlong. It's like, oh, I do. I speak both because I'm Mulan. Like, yeah. Not, oh, I'm Chinese. It's, no, she's Mulan, the legendary warrior of China. Like, I think she's allowed to just have the yeah. vast grasp. Like, Which and if that's not cool, someone tell me. I don't know. But it I feels just, like I, she should be allowed to yeah, speak Mandarin I, and also Cantonese. Yeah, I'm just having... Well, because I believe... Um, I could be wrong also as well. I believe Cantonese is sort of like... It's either Cantonese is a subset of Mandarin or Mandarin is a subset of Cantonese. I don't fully know. Because they're like somewhat connected. Like, you can, yeah. like They're similar to a degree, but with some differences. I yeah. may be wrong. Please, like... If anyone knows, DM us on our social yeah, media. Yeah, we don't know enough about I, it. I, I will try and do the social media more. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it, it. it is so weird that the and then Philip's talking to Belle about how like no one could understand me until you. Mulan has been tracking him. Yeah, and like 
I the whole I don't know. It's, it's so, so messy. But also, can we just talk? Like, it's just because we've just been talking about it now. It's just literally mm-hmm. just come to me. Why the fuck is China a fantasy land? Yeah, I don't like that. Kind of gives. I don't like, know. Like that because uh, her whole like, thing is she's the Morian hero of China. Yeah, and, like China's in a fantasy world now, apparently. Yeah, but I guess <coughs> it's like the China of myth and lore, the same way that like the enchanted forest is like the like Europe of myth and lore. Yeah. Oh, they, but they're just, not like named them though. They kind of like never like no. Named that's the problem. Dropped. That's yeah, the problem. Th- that's what I mean. That... Like, the problem is like it's it's actual China. <laughs> it is actual China, and I guess we have like King Arthur later, who is yeah. But they also actual... don't say Britain, which Brit- is so they don't weird. say Britain. They say Camelot, and I actually think Mulan never says China. Oh, she says true. the emperor. Yeah, but I don't know if up to at least up to this point if she has said China. Which is also weird, I think. Yeah. We can agree. Yeah, and admittedly, also the Camelot thing was weird as heck as well. It made no yeah. sense. Because Mulan is, like, a f- like the from the epic poem, is like a folk hero. I mean, I guess we have Robin Hood, too, I was going to say. The, the, the yeah. fact that her story doesn't inherently have magic in it. They do mention Nottingham. Is that Robin a place? Hood. Like, that's a place place? Yeah, that's a, that's an actual place. It's a city here in the UK. Oh, cool. Um, the okay. sheriff is Nottingham. Sure. You know, it's it's a proper place, which made it really funny the fact that they do mention it, and I'm like, that's real. And also, Sherwood Forest is also real. See, I wasn't sure about that. I I genuinely wouldn't you you because I mean to be fair, it's Robin Hood from the Fox Robin Hood Disney movie is my most intimate uh, experience with Robin Hood. So like, it all sounds fantasy that's made fair. up nonsense. Yeah, I'm. It's a fox. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, so that's what Belle does. And even though this is supposed to be her cool badassery, I don't know. Something about it doesn't land right. Also, why is she dressed like Gaston through this whole thing? Right? Wait, dressed like a what? She's she's dressed like Gaston. Oh, yeah. She's like, it's the red and yellow, the puffy sleeves. Like, her outfit looks like Gaston's. Yeah, that's weird. I did not yeah. pick up on that until you've just said it. This whole... This show does not understand Mulan. I think that's what I'm coming to discover. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that a lot of Once Upon a Time doesn't seem to understand their core characters and their motivations. Well, I would I would argue that they do understand their core characters. They just... Their core characters are the Charmings. Yeah. Oh, no, I mean, like every- the core, as in the core of the person's Oh, the core character. of the character. Okay, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, so, like, no, they don't understand the core of Belle. They don't understand the core of Aurora and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Well, I, th- I think that it's, 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 I would, s- if, I think that the creators of the show, the actual writers, the folks who made the show, do understand the core of what they want their characters to represent. Like, they get the core of, like, what they, what they think the character should go for. But then, in the writing, there are, I feel like, numerous reasons why oftentimes when we're dealing with these, like, supporting cast characters, the characters meant to, like, flesh out the world and make it bigger than just the Charmings, there is a dissonance between what the character is supposed to, like, represent, what they are telling us the character is about, and then what we actually see the character do. And I'm not sure, and I've never written for television before, so I can't articulate why i think this happens but as someone who consumes a lot of media and is a writer in other aspects and and is a storyteller i think it is a fair critique to say there is there there was a they just did not 
succeed in actually writing to the core of what the character i think that's what's frustrating about us watching because if mulan was like supposed to be this kind of like weirder like side just a soldier whatever or bell was supposed to be like a i will stay and i will believe in you from the side like like snow white i think we would be less frustrated i think we'd be annoyed because we have versions from the animated movies that we like and would have wanted to see those characters just explored but if in the show you're just gonna like like snow white's not a warrior in the animated movie like her whipping out that sword against regina and the that's the first time snow white ever held a sword in disney media like they are giving us different versions of the characters and that's cool and that's interesting they just often don't necessarily i feel like succeed in writing to support what those characters potential are the potential that is established within the show itself and i think not just us as the the audience projecting what we'd like to see yeah no i completely agree with you with that like they they like they definitely seem to understand their core characters a lot and understand what they want to do with them but literally outside of the charmings and regina and sometimes rumple because they seem to like go back and forth on what they want rumple to do as well yeah they don't seem to know or or plan what they want for the side characters because, like, I swear every half season, the characters outside of the core, and sometimes even in the core group, their motivations change, their personalities. Yeah. yeah. And it's literally just kind of like, well, where did this come from? Like, what's happening here? Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's so strange. And the the worst affected are definitely the women characters. Oh, like, absolutely. Like, oh my god. The the character assassinations, the lack of management of them, basically. I mean, mm-hmm. the the double standards held against them as well, both in the text and it, it's just the whole thing. It's just, there's just so much of it. And it's just really weird. But yeah, it's like, especially with Belle, they're telling us she's an adventurer. They're telling us that she's going out to do the thing. Mm-hmm. And then she sucks at doing the thing, except for reading a book. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like the thing I thought that Belle, when I was most impressed by Belle as a character, most excited about her as a character, was when she was at the library and found the knots, the the knotted rope, and pulled out the book, flipped through, found it, and was like, "He came on a ship." That's epic support class. Like that's really cool, and that shows like Belle as a greatest strength is she is highly intelligent. She's very like she's learned or. Wisdom. I don't remember what the this D&D stat is, but she has a oh, lot. Oh, yeah, it'd be of, wisdom heavy. Yeah, wisdom. She's very wise. And education. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, that's Call of Cthulhu. Yes. <laughs> but I thought that... She'd be and, so good in Call of Cthulhu. Sorry. Let me just like... We should play Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> yes, we should. Oh, my God. I could write a Once Upon a Time Call of Cthulhu scenario. Yes, let's do it. I think that'd be yes. fun. Bonus episode. Yes. Listeners, oh if God. you want it, tell us on... We just need one person to comment on the Instagram and say you want this and we'll make it happen. Just one. Uh, So, but here's that. But that's, I think, is when Belle at the library solving it that way is when it's actually being truest to her strength. So I would also argue that, like I said earlier, they seem to view the only time a character can be like badass and useful is if they're a warrior. And we see Belle like running around with the sword fighting the owl guy and that whole caught scene feels kind of weird. But then when she like realizes, oh, you need help, like that is Belle helping the beast. Like that is her greatest strength, her in the library, her knowledge, what she's learned. That's, I think, when Belle is at her best because that is what inherently is interesting about the character. They aren't trying to layer new things on her to try to tell you she's a warrior and a badass by trying to make her fit a certain mold of what being a 
badass warrior has to be. She's not a badass, I don't think. Like, that's not, Bella's never been. She's a badass bookworm. Yeah, she's incredibly empathetic. Yes. And she's patient, she's intelligent. And, but I also think she should have tried to grab the cane away from Rumpelstiltskin and been like, I got this, let's go. Like, I, what do you want? Like, you yeah. wanted the shawl? You, that's what you said you were after. Why are we still doing this? Let's fucking... Yeah. Or she should have left with it. Like, why is she still standing there? Like, she has no conviction. Yeah. Is what I think my problem with Belle is, is that it feels like this character has no sense of self or convention outside of being standing there for Rumpelstiltskin and telling him he's still a good person. No, he's not, Belle. No, he's not. And you should know it at this time. Fucking Hook just told you he's the one that killed Mila. And when you asked Rumpel to tell you the truth, he lied. He let you think that she died by an accident or that Hook was the one that killed her. Yeah. And then she's just watched him try to beat a man to death for the second time. Because mm-hmm. he's already tried to do it to her dad. I know she wasn't about when that was. Oh, no, no, that's, that's a lie. Didn't he try to beat him up after he tried to send her through the coal mine? I don't remember. I also Maybe. don't remember. Because he's beaten <laughs> him up once before, and I think that's when Belle wasn't about. Yeah, I yeah think she he wasn't. Was she thought she was dead. Yep, that was yeah. season one. And I think he was going to when the dad did the thing. Yeah, I'm but pretty sure. I don't fully that... remember. Yeah, it is. It wouldn't surprise me, though, that she would see that. him try to beat her dad and be like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. I see the good in you. I'm like, no, you're a moron. You're a moron. That's the thing about Belle, is that I think... I love her, but she's dumb. (laughs) The problem is the show doesn't seem to understand that her loving and trying to help Rumpelstiltskin is bad for her, is misguided. The show wants us to think she's right, she's good for doing this, she sees the good in people. Like, I think it'd be more interesting if Belle could just be wrong. Like she could, they, she fell in love with Rumpelstiltskin. Sorry, babe. And now she's kind of stuck dealing with that. And she says he's good for her own sake, not for his. And maybe she does inherently believe that he. She did see good in him. I think that is there, but she. I, it, it's the show keeps telling us that she's right for this, and I think the problem is that she's just not. And she really should have, at at the very least, once they get the shawl back and he does this shit, just give him the shawl and be like, okay, you 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 lied to me about what happened to Mila. You. I believe you want your son. I believe you have the capacity for change. I don't have to watch you abuse it every second. I don't have to stand around. And this is, I helped you. Now you get to decide the rest. And if when you get your son and you want to come back and you want to try again, you know where to find me, but I'm not going to walk to the town line with you. I'm not still, I'm not, I won't be waiting for you to see what you'll do. You're on your own. I can't be the thing that makes you be good. Honestly, yeah. What I really wanted from the scene, which I knew wasn't going to happen because I'm like, mm-hmm. I know Belle's character. Because I'm mm-hmm. like, I have, we rewatched the show a little bit here and there and did have to stop rewatching. So I'm like, this, it's just pissing me off at this point. <laughs> um, and what I wanted her to do is to almost get between them. So, yes! like, have a full moment where Rumpel looks like he's about to hit her because he's in his rage and then he notices and he's like, oh shit. Yes. I nearly hit the woman I supposedly love. Mm hmm. Not that he's ever, has he said it at this point? Has he said that he loves her? I think so. I don't so. think he has. I thought he oh. did. Maybe he did. I'm pretty did. sure he said, I love you, Belle. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know. Like, I, this whole point, I'm just kind of like, I don't know if he has or if he hasn't. And if he actually meant it, because I think that's, that's the initial the thing. thing. Did he mean it when he said I think, it? I think the thing about it's... He would, have, he would have lost his dark one thing, wouldn't he? Because that was the whole point of, like, he nearly lost his dark oneness when 
they both reciprocated love. True love's kiss, but it's, I right? That's funny. That's gone. That seems to be gone now. Yeah. Yeah. Is that which makes me wonder? Does he actually truly love Belle? Because if I... true love's kiss can break any curse, mm-hmm. their kiss should break his dark one curse. They've definitely kissed, right? Like since she's been around. I think so, but I don't know if it's been on screen. Maybe they haven't. Maybe he loves her, wants to keep her around, but hasn't kissed her. Yeah. And like his whole thing would be like, oh, you know, we're reconnecting. Don't want to move (laughs) to... Because like, yeah, he doesn't want to risk it. It wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't that be interesting? That would, yeah. Not that the show will ever do that. (laughs) Because I need to rewrite this show. (laughs) Please, I think yeah, that would be really cool if it's like Rumpel's like I do love Belle. I love having her around. It feels good to have her around. Like she's a wonderful person and makes me feel better. I can't kiss her though because I will lose my magic and I don't want that. And how does Belle feel about that? This absolute. He's like I love you. I just won't let. I just know being together could cause me. And I like that's so much more interesting than anything else we're doing with Belle and Rumpel right now. Like yeah. Can we scrap the whole Bellfire thing? I'm not invested in him finding his son. No. I mean, and the fact that what happens with finding the son, oh my god. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what would have also been really interesting if it's it's not the fact he doesn't kiss her. Say that he does mm-hmm. and nothing happens. And it doesn't break it and he still yeah. has his bed. Yeah, she's like, hmm. That would, that, oh, that would be so fascinating to see because mm-hmm. the moment like nothing changed... And have him kind of walk away like he's just, he's not really thought anything of it. He's about to go about on his day. And we stay on Belle's face as it clicks. Like, oh, he doesn't actually love me. It's so interesting how I feel like the, the, there's just the notion of like true love's kiss being able to break any spell, but then having, I don't know, it feels like there can only be one strong kind of, of love. Because I do believe that Rumpelstiltskin loves her, but I also am someone who believes that love isn't an excuse and love isn't always enough. Mm-hmm. Like the the notion that like oh when you love someone you'll do anything for them and you'll never want to hurt them and all and and that's true for a, someone who is healthy in in terms of like their emotional state, their mental health, their stuff. But you, I really do believe that someone can love a person. And still do horrible things and still hurt them. And when they say, but I love you, they aren't lying. It's just like, I think, especially in like kind of like Western storytelling tradition, so much to use love and like the idea of true love and breaking one's curve and like love being something that is silk and soft and, and feathers and the thing that wraps you and protects you and is so good and wonderful that it can't ever cause harm. I don't believe that. I think love can be something that is hurtful, that is razors and poison. Oh, yeah. And and that's just me. That's not saying this is right or wrong, but I think the the approach would be more nuanced to talk about when Belle's like, but if you I you say you love me, and I know I love you, but when I kiss you, like, why are you still the dark one? And him being like, oh well, I don't want to lose my power, so I won't. Yeah. Huh. Okay. That'd be interesting. Oh God, we're so- once upon a time writers. If you ever do a reboot, bring us. <laughs> bring us. Hire us. The other thing I wanted to talk about is is Hook in this episode. And I love him. 
It's very I hate good. Him, but I Honestly, love him. <laughs> as a villain, he works so well in a so way that like Belle as our hero isn't working very well. Hook as the villain works so well and how yeah. he attacks Belle in the library to lure Rumple out to get Smee to go in to steal the shawl, and then when Belle's on the boat and he has the shawl and they're talking about like what happened to Mila and stuff. And he's like, I should have just burned this when I got it. And then Rumple can never leave. Like that's his unhope gone forever. And she's like, well, why don't you? That's, that's right. Why don't you just destroy this thing? And Hook's like, because she made it. And you, and I think the way the line is written and the way the, yeah. the actor delivers that line, you so mm. truly believe he does love Mila. He did love her so deeply and and that love for her is what has twisted him into this like vengeful, horrible person, because losing her like that, like that hurt him so badly that he and this that moment of softness of like, I can't destroy this thing that would truly hurt the dark one because she made it and I cannot destroy this one thing that she made. And he wants to keep it because it's what she made. Yeah. And honestly, Hook is a really good villain, which is why I kind of hated when they de-villained him. Yeah, um, yeah. Except for certain moments, which, oh my god. Anyway, we'll get to it when we Talk get to it. it. Yeah. But um, that was like a true, like, the conversation that comes with Belle after this whole thing of like her seeing him being emotive and someone who like, he's, even though Mina has been gone for what probably would be like a century, at, at this least, point. I cannot figure no, out two time. centuries because, Be- like, when Belfire ends up in Neverland, that was the 1910s, 1910s Britain, and Hook's already there, so it must be close to two centuries at this point. But because Belf- he goes, we'll uh, like, you know, the back. Peter Pan, when yeah, he yeah, yeah, the, we'll the have dying to, we'll family, have to, we'll have to circle back because I actually, yeah, no. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, I do know. I, I meant like timeline wise, I can't in my head like figure out. Yeah. Like, oh, but yes, you're you're right. Yeah, at least over at least a century, if not two, he's been in Neverland, which means he's been without. Mm. He killed Rumple. Killed Mila after Belfire was gone. Oh yeah. Oh. So oh, at yeah, least a century. Went, at least a century. Let's okay, say a yeah, century. Yeah. A century feels good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so he's been continuing to feel this deep love for Mila for mm-hmm. at least a century. Yeah. And basically is willing to give up his life, willing to do so many things for her and for the fact that he lost her. Mm-hmm. Whereas Rumple won't do anything for Belle in comparison. No. Like, he'll commit violence... But he won't give up his power. He mm-hmm. won't surrender anything that he deems more important. Like he deems his power more important than Belle. Mm-hmm. He and- won't let her help him with the trying to get the shawl back. He's like, no, stay here. Like he won't even yeah. let her make the choice to step into danger to help him because he doesn't want to lose her. His yeah. feelings of protecting her are more important than her sense of autonomy and the choices she wants to make for the people she loves. Yes. And interestingly enough, I don't think he actually intended to protect her. I think his intention was, I'm going to kill this man. I don't want her to see it. Probably so the protection that too. Like, yeah. is more so she doesn't see this bad side of me. I think that's true. Also, he is probably like doesn't want her. I mean, generally doesn't want her to get hurt because Hook's already demonstrated he's willing to go after her, but also doesn't want her to be in a line of fire, thus used against him in this crusade to go kill him. So, yeah, it's also wild that, oh, hey, Hook's here. 
Yeah, Emma definitely mentioned that uh, Captain Hook was helping with the Korra of it all. Oh, I feel like the bigger problem is now Rumpel should be aware that Korra's in town. Yeah, um, Rumpel's kind of stupid. Like, like as soon as, whoa, Hook, okay, Belle's safe. You said Hook is here? Shit, Korra's in town. We gotta tell the others. This is a bigger problem. No, we're so worried about the shawl and the sun. and It's like, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I think, yeah, even more, he's leaving Belle behind. Too cool. No, Cora's in even town. More, he sh- yeah, he'd be even more anxious about it, like shit. I need to figure out how to make more potion and or, or something like that to get Belle out. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. Maybe. Maybe he doesn't know that Captain Hook was with Cora. Oh, maybe. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe conversation. Emma didn't mention it. Fine. Oh. Fine. But. The yes. fact that Hook's in town now, and we know that Cora was trying to get into town, and there's all magical nonsense going on should clue him in that something's not right here because yeah, Hook wasn't in town two days ago well maybe it was actually I have no idea no I have no idea so yeah it's some and I, I believe he would be more worried about his own thing than like oh Cora's here but like the fact that he doesn't even mention that it also means Cora's in town and, yeah. I, and that means I have to go on my quest as soon as possible <laughs> like okay. yeah especially considering he's super terrified of Cora yeah as that would definitely be, be. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's not something that, yeah. No. It's, how, mm. how did he make the potion? I I think I've missed those episodes where we saw the little things he was doing. Like, what did he use to make the potion? I think they're charming in Snow's tears. Okay. Because, like, he, he, he got a tear from Snow in, well, yeah, but he would have to have a reason because he got it through a bargain or a deal with them. Yeah. So he got Snow's Tears to do something. I think it was to wipe her memories. Um, and they got Charming's Tear to help him with the sleeping curse. Yeah. Okay. Because I was trying to yeah. figure out, like, I was trying to remember how he's going, how, why he couldn't, I mean, obviously it wasn't easy to make the potion, but I was curious. It's like, why couldn't he have made more so Belle could have planned to come? <sighs> okay. Yeah. I just, I am genuinely, I know I'm hung up on it, but I think it would have been more interesting if he'd been like, yes, I want you to come with me, Belle. So much to the point that I am willing to delay my quest to find my son so I can make more potion for you to come. And so maybe they're on the edge of town and he steps over and the shawl works and he's standing there and he looks at Belle and is like, I wish you could come with me. And maybe Belle says, I do too, but there's no more potion. And he says, Belle, you are here for me today. You got the shawl back. You are truly the anchor that keeps me good. When I go out in that world, I know I need you with me. I'm going to figure out how to make more of this so you can. There. You want me to believe in this relationship? You want me to believe that Belle is right for continuing to hang on to this motherfucker? Make him do a little bit of effort for her. And then she gets shot and falls over and has no memory. And oh no, and everything else happens. Like she doesn't have to actually go with him, but at least tell me she's gonna, because then it makes it even more sad. And then underline the risk of, oh, Belle is gone. The literal one thing keeping Rumpelstiltskin from going full dark one and destroying Storybrooke is gone and this should be more of a threat to oh no things can get real bad real quick if this one person who kept this man from going off the absolute deep end isn't here anymore but you know rumple doesn't actually care about Belle, as you said fran because when uh fuck is she shot bleeding out so yeah maybe she won't die she's still shot and yeah captain hooks over here like oh do your worst rumple 
conjures a fireball to murder him instead of lift up Belle and try to heal her. Yeah. Because we know he can heal. We know That's he like heal. a thing. We've seen him do it. He healed Henry. He's healed Henry. But also, additionally, we know that, like, like you don't need to conjure a fireball. <laughs> Neck broken. Neck Neck broken. Like we've seen, I think we've seen Regina do that at this point. Like flick of the wrist, dead. Yeah. Like if he actually wanted, he would have done that by this point. Yeah. That would have been so interesting as well. If like Hook did actually die, and we're done with Hook. That's curtains on Hook. (laughs) Curtains on Hook, Um, because that would have been really funny. (laughs) It would have been. It would have been really dark because also like if Belle ever came back. And she finds out that he killed Hook without even second-guessing it. Because, mm-hmm. like, even if Hook, yeah. you know, shot her, she wouldn't want him dead. She wouldn't want him to. No, that's the kind of person she is. And that's yeah. fine. I don't agree with it. But that's fine for her character. But, yeah, no, it's nothing. And he, again, she's bleeding out. He doesn't even try to heal her. He cares more about his vengeance than he cares about Belle. Always yeah. and forever. He cares more about his power, his vengeance, what he wants, more than he cares about Belle and her safety. And that's yeah. fine for a character. It's not inherently wrong for Rumple to be like that. It bothers me that the show doesn't seem to realize or acknowledge that that's what's actually happened and pretends that's not the case. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, Belle, like when she gets her memories back at the later point, she never holds any of this over him. Like no. she's never kind of like, "You let me bleed out." Like, yeah. Hey, I was bleeding on the ground, and you were gonna kill a uh, hook rather than try to heal me. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. No, because she's endlessly forgiving. Yeah, and interestingly enough, he quickly abandons her because we then go to Neverland, and she doesn't go to Neverland. So. She's gotten her memories back. She's realized, hey, my boyfriend who supposedly loves me nearly let me bleed out. Mm-hmm. And then considered killing a man because he wanted to kill him more than he wanted to save me. Mm-hmm. And now he's gone. Interesting. I think I think we as the audience are supposed to let Rumple off the hook because uh, Hook says, oh, she won't die. She just won't remember. My dude, there's no way you're that good with a gun. No, I don't believe it. She never... Where did she hear? Like, in the arm, in the leg, like he shot her in a way that sent her propelled forward over the town line, like, and she's bleeding in a way that, like, she got her in her like chest, stomach, guts, like, it's got, it's got to be a gut wound, right? Or like, is it yeah. her leg? Like, where did she get shot? You need to show us that. Regardless, Which they it never matter. do. It doesn't matter if she's like not gonna die he should still want to heal her instantly that should be his first response and it's not and again that's fine rumple doesn't actually care about bell that's fine too i mean it's not fine in terms of like real world relationships like it sucks but as a storytelling thing it's fine if the story itself followed up on that in any way and as you pointed out friend no it doesn't and bell just says bye babe i'll wait for you (laughs) i hate it i hate it so much so Archie comes back. He's not dead. Fran, do you want to get mad at uh, Henry for a minute? Yes, I'm, I'm going to punch a child. On this one, but go ahead. Yes, yeah, so uh, Henry can um, jump out a window. No, I'm joking. Um, oh. It's not that serious. But like the kid did piss me off with that bit of like, they've got Pongo. He's kind of feeling okay, but he's talking about building an armory mm-hmm. in the apartment mm-hmm. to protect them against his mum. Mm-hmm. And then in... <laughs> In real time for the episode, in less than, I think it's two minutes, yep. Archie appears 
And Henry says, I knew it. That's what's weird. Yeah. And I want to punch the child because I'm like, you were you were building plans for an armory. Do you know what armories do, Henry? They have weapons to kill. Mm-hmm. You were preparing a room with weapons to kill your mother. And then suddenly you believed her all along. That's what's what? weird. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what's really weird is that. So we spent all the time talking about Balmulan and Hook and Rumple because that was what was really interesting. This episode is also trying to like weave in some charming stuff, some like Henry and Emma stuff, some like yeah. attention of that maybe some people in Storybrooke actually would like to go home to the Egyptian yes. Force. I think they're all wrong for wanting yeah. that. Grumpy name drops penicillin, but conveniently forgets indoor plumbing, uh, general medical care, and uh, just uh stuff like that um human rights internet yeah yeah he's uh, actually a slave in the enchanted forest but no you want to go back okay fine i can't yeah. judge you for that you're wrong but that's your opinion that's that's what yeah. you want to do with your life fine and snow doesn't want to charming wants to snow wants to buy a house how are there houses for sale in storybrook yeah that does make me laugh <laughs> uh but so right you're right okay and it's if it is so odd that it's like the the writers had two, there are two ways Henry can respond to learning that Regina killed Archie, which is that everyone believes, and based on the evidence they had, that's what they believe. Fine, we talked about that last time. He can be angry, betrayed, and scared of his mother. Totally valid. Or he can believe, no, I don't really think she did that. I think something else is happening. And they decided they were going to do both. But really badly. Because but really badly. You can't do both. Yeah. You can like half. Like maybe like a, a little bit of like he is scared because everyone is telling him mm-hmm. that she did this. And like every time he questions. But like she was changing. Like she came to the diner. Why would and she, she do was, that? Yeah. Yeah. And because he's having other people tell him that he doesn't really speak up about it that much. And yeah, that's and then- like, I would believe that. And then we have him having the armory thing where he's yeah. like, well, if everyone believes it, then I want to do my part to protect us. This is what I think we need to do. If she's so terrible. And then when Archie shows up, he can be like, I knew what I knew. And that's fine. He's a kid. Yeah. I think that's totally fine. But I think, Fran, you're totally right for him one minute to be like, oh, we need to have like weapons to defend us from Regina because she killed Archie and she may come after us. She may try to take me. And that's scary, too. I knew she didn't really do it. Henry, since when? You've been sitting yeah. here saying nothing, though, which also is fair. It's grief. His therapist and like closest adult friend died and yeah. he's being told his mom killed him he's fine to be grieving and like it's so sad when he's like calling archie's voicemail to hear his voice like that hurt anyone who has ever lost a loved one relates to that and knows that torturous agony you put yourself through in those early stages of grief like yeah but they just have this like quiet you don't know what's going on in henry's head kind of grief and then when he's gets Pongo and is feeling better, and he's a kid, they're resilient. I get that. Uh, and is drawing the armory thing. That's what it feels like. Oh, we're supposed to get this is what's been going on in his head the whole time is he's afraid of Regina and thinks she's gonna come try to take him away. No, never mind. He believes she was a why didn't like it this is such a weird time. To, it feels like this like fucking C plot of Emma yeah. and and Henry and what he's going through really needed to have been the story uh, the storybook A plot of another episode. 
Yeah. Or even just have that be the main point of this episode of The Charmings. You've got Archie's funeral and Henry's grief. Don't have them talking about buying a house and getting their own place. That's not fucking important. What is important is this child who is sad and his mother well, bio mother, who has no idea what to do because she's not a One mother. of his mothers is trying to figure out how to deal with the problem. Yeah, without actually knowing. And what would have been really good is if they wanted to show Henry's conflict mm-hmm. is have a moment, because they do this and they, actually, ironically, they did this in a fanfic related to this episode uh-huh. where she makes, uh, Emma makes him breakfast. Pop-tarts. And he says he does. Wake. During the wake, everyone's at the charming loft you see other yeah. people there. She's like, hey, I got you some Pop-Tarts because he's not eating anything. So she thinks, yeah. kid, Pop-Tart. Got it. I love Pop-Tarts. He'll love Pop-Tart. I think I know what you're going on, friend. Yeah. And his whole thing is like, what I remember from the story is that she makes him cereal. And he says, oh, this isn't how I like them. Mum makes, uh, Regina makes them. And like this conflict of yeah. he still misses his mum. Uh-huh. His mum knows what he likes. But she's a bad person, according to everyone. And also, mm-hmm. apparently, according to me, because, like, you know, she's the evil queen. Evil queens don't do nice things. And just that internal conflict. And have that be part of this episode. Yeah. Of he's sad because he's lost Archie. And he's also sad because Regina isn't here because Regina is his mum. And she'd know how to make him feel better. Yeah. But I also think, like, in terms of dealing with grief and loss, I think like even Regina who raised Henry would probably feel like tables are turned. Something else happened to Archie. They knew it was Cora and she's dealing with this. I think Regina also would be like, I'm trying my best, but you just like, there is no way to know how to comfort someone when, even if they're the person, you know, the best in the entire world, when you are dealing with grief and loss, it is hard. But I also think you're, you are absolutely right, Fran. Like Regina would have known at the very least, like, what Henry loves most and be able to employ those things. Like, and it would have been interesting if when Emma brings him the Pop-Tarts, Henry's like, oh, no, I don't really like Pop-Tarts. It's okay. Thank you. Like that kind of quite of Emma being like, shit, I don't know what Henry likes. And yeah. Regina maybe would have been able to bring him what he actually likes. And that's not to say that would have automatically made him feel better. But that disconnect of like, yeah. there is like Henry can. And it, like you said, we talked about this a thousand times. and We'll talk about it a thousand more and we'll do it again. That Regina <laughs> is his mother, and so is Emma. But Emma is learning how to be em- how to be Henry's mother, and Regina has ten years of experience being Henry's mother, and both can be true, and both can have their own unique challenges. That the show just, I, I think the biggest problem with everything is that the show was just very quickly became too overburdened with its own ambition. And had oh, yeah. too many messy things that were never fully developed from the start. And yeah. that is what, like, this very episode, it really should have just been about Henry's grief. Henry grieving. Henry dealing mm-hmm. with that. And smaller plot of Belle finding Archie on the ship and Archie coming up at the end and Henry getting the vindication of like, I knew my mother didn't really do this. I knew there was something else going on. But he never once gets to say that through the episode because we spend so much time with fucking Rubble Stilfkin's bullshit. Yeah. Which, like, I definitely don't have a problem with, but there is, like, no balance in this episode. We didn't yeah. need the Enchanted Forest storyline. That No, look, it I serves love Mulan. Not- I love Mulan. But 
we don't need it. It's unnecessary. It literally adds nothing. Mm-hmm. But they, it's like they don't know that they can do an episode without it being in the Enchanted Forest. Yeah. Which like is... What it... Wait, do they? No, they did do. They did do Enchanted Forest. Yes, uh, in the cricket game. I got confused. I was like, did they? Yeah. I was like, no, there's, no, they there's did. There's always execution. a jump between. Yep. Yeah. There's always what's going on now and what's going on then or when Snow and Emma were in the forest, what was going on there. There is not I think I think you're absolutely right, friend. This episode would have been stronger if it was Regina, uh not Regina. Regina's not even in this episode. Uh, yeah. Sad. Belle and Rumple and dealing with them. And then Henry's grief. Henry's grief. Like that was those are the two pieces of the episode that we needed to do. And then they yeah. come together at the end when Archie and the, the and then whatever. I feel like even Belle should have been like, wait, if Hook's here. That means that Cora is here because she was at the funeral. She would have been she would have been talking to at least Ruby at the diner, who would have talked to Snow, who would have told Ruby about Hook, and so Belle would know yeah. that. And that would have also been another way to demonstrate Belle is an inherently like valuable character to the overall community because she's actually friends with people and knows all the details of what what's going on. Rumpel also knows that in a way that's like everyone's darkest secrets and their needs. And that's not exactly useful when you just need to know casual information about a person. Yeah. Yeah. We come up to, it's just the story we like. Okay. What are two things that you liked about this episode, Fran? I feel like we complained a lot. Let's talk about (laughs) why we, why we're going to watch, Fran, we claim say so much. Why are we going to watch the next episode? <laughs> um, what is the next episode? Wait, what, which is the next episode? <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry. Pretend that you don't know. But why, we are going to watch it. Why are we still watching? We could just say, if we hated it so much, we could just be like, no more podcast. I'm done putting myself through it. But we're going to keep watching <laughs> because done. we do, at a baseline, like this show. I think all of us like yeah. this show. This was yeah. an episode that had a lot of complaints. And yeah. well, I do personally like hearing podcasts where people just rip into something they don't like sometimes that can be a bummer especially when you know that this is their whole thing this isn't a one-off oh we just hated this one uh bad weird ride you can say old... it's me with my podcast it's no, fine. I, no, 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 no 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 i'm honestly i'm thinking podcast the ride which is a theme park podcast that i love and they're usually very optimistic because they love theme park stuff and occasionally it's fun to hear them talk about the noah's ark experience and how shitty and awful it is like that's fun but it's not every time and so i think to balance it out at the end of this goddamn it's been an hour we are going to keep watching this show because i think if we didn't like it i would not have enough emotion to put into talking about what is what doesn't work for me and why it frustrates me so fran for y'all i want like like let's go back and forth real quick i know we kind of disregarded the usual script but um we can do what we want no one else yeah yeah it's why are you why are you, Fran, going to watch the next episode? And then even if there wasn't a podcast, like, why are you going to do it? Because a stranger has come to Storybrooke. Ooh. Yes. Yes. I, I was going to say roughly the same thing, honestly, that even though this episode had so many things that didn't work and were frustrating, the show is still so good at drawing you into the overarching drama 
she said, a stranger has arrived in Storybrooke. What? The thing that Grumpy earlier episode was saying could happen and was being dismissed as that will never happen. Don't worry about it. It has already happened. It is here now. Also, I am interested in, because if I didn't know what's going to happen to Belle, she lost her memories. What does that mean? She didn't have a cursed personality. She was just like fucking one flew over the cuckoo nesting it in the uh, asylum locked away. Like she didn't have that. Was that the case? I thought she did actually. I thought she was just Belle. No, because she didn't know who Rumpelstiltskin was at first. Oh, no, I mean, uh, in season one, didn't wasn't because like he gets her out and like there's no like well she had her gets her out tells her to go to mr gold and she's like and she shows up she's like uh, someone told me to come to you but she doesn't know who he is and then when oh, the curse yeah. is broken she says rumpelstilts can wait so she yeah she was just and i don't think she was lacy either she was just like a blank i don't know why i'm here i'm just trapped yeah. here oh yeah 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 i remember so, i remember now but it is but so it is like I do like how the show, while I don't necessarily like the character choices it makes, the overarching story and narrative is compelling and kept me coming back week after week for eight goddamn seasons. So here we are. Yes. I never hate watch the show. And even now I'm not hate watching the show. Yeah. I am watching it with a hypercritical eye because I think overall for me, this has become a fun exercise in storytelling and examining what made a story work not work and that is i think very useful to developing my skills as a storyteller and a writer yes i completely agree i think the only time i ever hate watched once upon a time was the camelot arc oh it's so bad it's so bad oh my god it in oh the camelot one and also when they go to the underworld to get hook yeah, I that don't even one know was what just arc that messy. Was. That's just that, messy, messy. That was just that was two arcs <sighs> after Camelot because it's Camelot, Dark Swan, Underworld. Ah, oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. Okay, yeah. I didn't mind the Dark Swan arc. It was still stupid, but I yeah. didn't mind it. But the Underworld one got me. Yeah. The Underworld uh, one was the one where I was like, you know what? I may stop watching, and I think okay. I may have. I was watching. I don't think I was watching it properly. I think it was the Frozen arc that had me going hmm okay <laughs> from then on i was kind of like i'm just gonna like view it just randomly um yeah. not really f- put my energy into it yeah and then underworld i was like fuck this show <laughs> no yeah that one is a rough one for me i'm here because i want to rewatch the seattle arc i want to rewatch the last season yes. i love the last season i love I this really is Henry like Mills. that episode is my favorite episode has a moment that makes me cry in a good way like i genuinely like it and i want to rewatch that that's what i'm here to do also once upon a time in wonderland hello yes <laughs> alice and her genie i, need to. I can't yes. help it <laughs> yes 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 also the queen and the knave oh <sighs> There was some good shit in the show. That's the problem. Yeah. That's, dear listener, when we complain about the things that don't work that make us upset, it's because we've seen the high highs this show can reach. Yes. And that we are upset when they just scrape these low, when they just trip ass over backwards of themselves and get yeah. those low lows. Like, guys, anyway. they needed a series Bible. That's what they needed. They needed a Bible. Yeah, yeah. And if they had one, they needed to have made stricter guidelines of what it worked. Belle didn't need to hang out with Mulan. No, she didn't need to hang out with Mulan. She... And while that would have been cool, it didn't do much. No, there was no reason for it. 
And I never once asked how did Mulan and Philip ended up working together. I didn't need that. That was not a question I had. No, that could have been a a free comic book day book. Honestly, is Mulan breaking Philip's curse? Honestly, honestly, it would have made more sense. Mulan's whole thing with Philip is she had been the one to break his curse while like trying to hunt down the Yowie. That would have made way more yeah. sense and her attachment to him and these conflicting feelings about like Aurora and that quest like give me that also Mulan and Aurora should have been childhood best friends okay I'm done we should leave this yes out. let's get yes. out of here <laughs> yes Fran yes. when are we gonna when are we gonna do uh, a YouTube series in which we just rewrite every season of Once Upon a Time I was actually do you yeah, Should we do that together? Lie. I was going to message you. And I was going to be like, <laughs> after this, well, I was gonna, we were just going to talk to you generally after this. I was like, I'm going to do one. Do you want to join me on the video? Yes. yes. I, have an, I have a much nicer laptop, which has a much nicer camera. Like, I yeah. know it's much prettier than my old one was because I can see my little self when we do the video chats. And it's nicer, which means that my hair looks bad. Everyone can tell. But yes, I <laughs> think that would be killing. Good. You're oh, fine. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you. You're the best. Off my vanity. So... <laughs> Fran, any final thoughts? I think we talked a lot, but any final thoughts you'd like to share with our dear listener? I technically stole this from Robert, but like I kind of like it anyway. Uh, revenge is a never-ending cycle, and also, fuck them kids. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Revenge is a never-ending cycle. And and that's where I'm going to end it for me. <laughs> I mean, valid. You're, you, you're good with Henry. I'm just like, with, with the polar side, you're on the side of like, yeah, Henry, kid, benefit the doubt. Me? No, yeah, <laughs> I don't give fair. kids the benefit of the doubt. No, and I also feel like we both, uh, it all can go back to blaming the writers and how they handle this character, who could have been a really exactly. interesting, nuanced character. Henry, who sees everything so often, who believed in fairy tales and came, no, I'm done. No, I'm done. I said we were done. Fuck. <laughs> we, how do we get out of here? As always, if you want to support entering Storybrooke, you can do so by heading over to at Instagram at StorybrookePod, which is also the same on Twitter. And of course, let your friends know about entering Storybrooke so we can get more people to tune in because we're going to be doing this for a long while. So be sure to stay tuned. <laughs> What's our closing thesis? Uh, and remember, don't rely on a dog's memories because they're usually wrong. That's from the last episode. We can't it use that. It still works. It still works. It's also still in the... It's also still in the docs. We didn't update it. Okay. Goodbye, everybody.